I'm Jessica Peresta, host of the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Amy Buckley is the Chief Academic Officer and Co-Founder of StudyHelp, a tutoring platform. You can hear Amy talk about study help at stephenletto.com slash 449. That's episode 449. Amy has given me a few hundred dollar gift cards uh, for study help, you know, to give away. That is so cool. Just send me an email at my contact page, stephenmaletto.com slash contact. Simply say, I would like a hundred dollar gift card to study help. First come, first serve. This is a giveaway that is awesome. Good luck. Hey, do you need help in becoming more effective at teaching virtual classes? Well, NVTA, the National Virtual Teaching Association, has a semester program that is college accredited and designed to help you become more successful as a virtual teacher. A few of the topics that we'll be focused on are establishing relationships in the virtual environment, virtual instruction best practices, differentiation in the virtual classroom, and managing virtual resources, among others. NVTA is an affiliate partner with Teaching Learning Leading K-12, and there's so much there to help you be successful in the virtual classroom. Uh, so take a look. Go to my website, stephenmaletto.com slash sponsors. Find the NVTA logo and click on it to take you to their website. Happy learning. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Tice Miller. He's the CEO of Mobile Mind. Mobile Mind is the modern professional learning hub for schools. They, they, they work on providing personalized learning opportunities that empower educators to transform learning with technology, ensuring positive student outcomes. So much to learn today. Thanks for being here. And, and by the way, before you go, it'd be so cool if you would go to my website, stephenmaletto.com slash reviews and left a review. Could you do that for me? You're awesome. Enjoy the show. Boone Titanium Rings, found on the web at boonrings.com, is an affiliate partner of Teaching Learning Leading K-12. And I'm also a customer. I have this really cool ring that's got these carved pistons and, and stars in it. I love it. They make rings of titanium that are carved, laser cut, and engraved, as well as they have inlays of many types of materials like meteorite, acrylic, wood, carbon fiber, and so many other types. They also have special collections that are incredible designs. One of the top sellers are the Gamer Rings, the Stealth Series, and the Black Zirconium. As a note, they also make earrings, pendants, cufflinks, and for you musicians, they make cool trumpet mouthpieces. Love it. Go to boonrings.com and at checkout, use my code, capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, number 12, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. So go check them out. I love my ring, and I know that you will love yours. You are listening to Teaching Learning Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. With over 20 years of experience in the software industry, Tice Miller's career spans sales and sales leadership roles with companies such as SAS, IBM, and Airwatch, or v, which eventually was acquired by VMware. While at Airwatch, he led the education division where he discovered traditional professional development for teachers was falling short with the pace of change and complexity of new mobile and cloud technologies. This led to the creation of Mobile Mind, the modern professional learning hub for schools. Tice leads the company's mission of providing personalized learning opportunities that empower educators to transform learning with technology, ensuring positive student outcomes. Tice, thanks for joining me today and say hi to everyone. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Steve. Happy to be here. 
Well, glad to have you here. And uh, Tice, before we talk about Mobile Mind, let's talk about you. You had over 20 years in the software uh, software industry. What led you to that path? Yeah, it's kind of kind of it's it's weird how you end up places, right? Um, things take you get all sorts of choices and paths. I, I you know when I was at um, I was at University of Georgia, and this was back in the early to mid '90s. And what was happening in the world was the explosion of of software. You know, the the dot com would fall boom would follow. You know, a few years after that, but enterprise software was becoming like a really big deal. And originally, I was already um, in the Marine Corps Reserves, and I was a foreign policy major. So I was not like an MIS major or um, a business major. And one of my goal was originally going to go back in the Marine Corps and and do, you know, Marine stuff. At the time, though, I got really intrigued. I love selling things. I love sales. And I saw a lot of buddies who were older than me going and getting these jobs at software companies and doing all sorts of cool stuff. And and um, that's really what lured me into that role of being able. And, and the, the other thing is technology. I, you know, even though I'm not a technology major guy, or I've always had an affinity for technology. You know, I remember the first Apple IIc computer at my school when I was a little kid, and it just, just it's always been a passion of mine. So I think that plus sales, really, um, the desire to be in a sales world, really uh, changed my focus. Kind of in my um, senior year. And um, just uh, went that route. That's excellent. That's that's very cool. I was just I was just curious because it's a it's a long time, and I just wondered if it uh, was something that you started off with the thought, or if it kind of made itself happen. Which is it's neat to hear how people get in their their world. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, it was fairly organic, but that's yeah. It's when I look back on it, um, it's interesting how things unfold. You know, so awesome. So uh, and uh, thank you for your uh, service there. Oh yeah, no, 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 no problem at all. It was a long time ago. That's all right, <laughs> but thank you. So uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about this because we're getting ready to to talk about professional learning. So how do you like to learn new information? Uh, well, th- that's a gr- that's a really good question because I like to learn things by doing them, and that's actually as I discovered that about myself uh, through high school and through college. Um, I wasn't the best student. Uh, I'm certainly, you know, you could throw me into the the ADD category like a lot of people. It was very hard for me to sit and and just retain information from someone talking, um, very distracted. And so most of the things that I remember in school were project-based, learning by doing. Um, in one of our, you know, foreign policy classes, we wrote a collective book, um, you know, things like that that I really remember. I don't remember all the other tests and things like that. So that actually had an impact on mobile mind as we're developing the software because it's, you know, just that's real world. I've experienced that at least for me where that's how I like to learn. I like to learn by doing it. Um, and uh, yeah, so long answer that question, but that, that's, that's how I roll. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's cool. That's uh, learning by doing good thing. I like that. You know, that's uh, um, you know, so much that's, you know, how lots of us learn. we got to be, as opposed to trying to visualize it and just think about it as someone's talking about it, <laughs> which. Yeah, it's, it, just to take it a step further, not to get like kind of academic on it, but it, th- this is a perfect example of how I remember this is kind of interesting. But in my uh, my junior year of high school lit class, we learned about Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau and the transcendentalist movement. And a lot of that was based on what they call huckleberrying as in Huckleberry Finn, 
and that was all rooted in getting out in the world and doing things and learning by interacting. And then there was a lot of nature, but it's, but that's, that's where that, that whole concept originally kind of uh, manifested and, and was appealing to me. That's awesome. I love it. Good stuff. So let's, let's take this into mobile mind now. Cause we're going to start talking about what you do and, and yep. uh, in your bio, I read this where he discovered traditional professional development for teachers was falling short with the pace of change and complexity of new mobile and cloud technologies. Let's talk about this. How is it falling short? What do you think? Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, uh, we, we can look back at milestones in the actual, in the industry and where things really started to change was in 2007, you had the iPhone come out. Okay. And then, you know, people started wanting to carry their phones to work and, and people were taking them to school and probably getting in trouble for having them in school, but they were doing all these new neat things with them. And then in 2010, um, the iPad came out and that was a huge milestone specifically in the, in the, in the school and in, in the um, K-12 vertical. And what we were doing at the company at the time, uh, AirWatch, there was no way to, in the industry, once you had phone or operating systems like iPhone or iOS, excuse me, Android, Windows phones come out, there was no way to monitor, manage, or secure those devices. That gave birth to an industry called mobile device management. Okay, so, you know, the way you would, you would use that software if you're a company or a school. And I built the education division of AirWatch um, from the ground up. And so I was at a firsthand look at all this new technology being flooded into schools. And as a non-educator, as a layman, I was walking around or, you know, I say proverbially walk, walking around or interacting with um, all these customers who were buying our stuff to secure all these new devices they were putting in the schools. Namely back then it was iPads, then it was Chromebooks. And what was very, very uh, clear to me was that because it was just staring everyone in the face is that there was a low utilization of the technology and it was really with the teachers and that the traditional means of teaching teachers how to do stuff, which is where I first learned the term professional development uh, was falling short just with all this new stuff coming out. Right. Um, teachers are all over the map. You know, you got one teacher who doesn't know what the cloud is and another one who's been doing computer stuff at their home. It's just, you know, there's, and, and the pace is really fast. And it also for the first time is you really think about it, this is the first time in history over the last, I'd say, 10 years, 5, 10, 10 years, where schools and teachers are, are being asked to use productivity ecosystems like Google and Microsoft into their instruction. We've been doing that stuff in the corporate world for a long time, but using that other than just search and teaching people with that is an entirely different skill set. So those are the things that I saw um, just as someone who, you know, and I was exposed to it for, for a few years and got kind of passionate about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I got to tell you this. So um, as an assistant principal, yes, one of my jobs was to do is to confiscate phones that uh, were not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and just as a side note, though, I was just prior to the smartphone stuff. So these were these were flip phones and people texting kids who became very good at you know Blackberry stuff became very good at texting without looking, you know, just looking down yeah. at their laps. And uh you know, it's one of those things that uh, it's funny how it's it's moved forward because I recently met with some young educators who are brand new teachers who they're like, you actually talked worked with students who use something other than an Android or an iPhone. <laughs> and, I'd say, yeah. and so I'm like, how old are you guys? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, no, you, you, just by you using the term BlackBerry 
and which I use the term black, that now dates you as a, as a human being. So, you know, most people don't, are starting to not know what that is, right? It's, uh, it's scary because I literally, I mean, these were brand new teachers who they're, they're, we're talking, uh, you know, last year graduated from college and uh, yeah, I, I suddenly felt, uh, oh my gosh, I was very vintage at uh, technology there. So <laughs> good stuff. Absolutely. This is awesome. I, I, so, so let's take what you just talked about and let's, let's say, you know, tell me what is mobile mind? Right. So, so mobile mind is a company and a platform, right? You've already described our mission. Um, uh, you know, the company's mission is to ensure uh, that teachers effectively integrate uh, technology and other types of professional development into their instruction to achieve successful student outcomes. And what MobileMind is, is a cloud-based asynchronous learning platform uh, designed to help teachers and supporting staff uh, integrate that technology and other PD into their instruction, right? And, and there's, there's, a, there's, it's built on the pillars of a lot of research that we have done to modernize professional development. Now, as we started as a company, um, just kind of picking up when we were, when AirWatch was ultimately acquired by VMware and I left to set out to start MobileMind. And originally, you know, I knew I wanted to create a PD solution that was scalable, that emulated human behavior. So not just a video portal where you go watch stuff um, that was activity-based, learning by doing, but I didn't know how to really crack the code yet. So I'd say for the first three years, almost three years of MobileMind, we did a lot of face-to-face -face, uh, um, consulting services with previous customers of ours and helped with change management, personalized PD to crack the code on, okay, what are the real problems? How do we create something in a software solution that will scale and solve this problem for districts? And that's what we've, our software, just, just so you know, went, live January of 2018. And of course we've had multiple iterations, but as a pure software as a service company, um, that's how long we've been, uh, we've been doing this. Very cool. So, so I'm going to ask you another question, but before I do that, I got to ask you this. So when you started that in 2018, what sort of challenges did you run into with some of the school systems as you tried to get them interested? Well, um, gosh, that might be a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> that's what I think. Mean, all of a sudden, I've kind of popped in my brain. I'm sitting here going, I'm yeah, like, <laughs> no. oh, well, no, 2018. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking you said 2015. It's the reason I say that is always the fall to 2015 to 2018. I always joke, I call those the blood, sweat, and tears years where you're really trying to figure everything out. You, you, you realize you don't know what you don't know, et cetera, et cetera. The, the good part about that, when we got to 2018, um, you know, we had served our time in knowing what needed to be created. It wasn't like I was some, you know, not this isn't a bad statement, some 21-year-old um, who had a great IT idea and it was in a Silicon Valley incubator and they were going to just throw money and figure it out. We, we did the work. And then by 2018, we launched our first version. And I got to tell you, the, the, um, the response, uh, there wasn't a tremendous amount of challenges that we ran into out of the gate other than company stuff, you know, how do we execute how, you know, but, but when people have used our technology or seen the software, it's very accepted. And, um, and so that was, a, was refreshing, right? So you come off this, uh, this roller coaster ride, you release something and the, we had proved so much of it out. It, it, I think that helped with the acceptance going forward. That, that's cool. That's, I, I just, I just curious. And, and, 
that's interesting because 2015 to 2018 must have been quite interesting as you were going through that and building it. But uh, um, to come out uh, to figure it all out, that's that's awesome. So good yeah. stuff. It's cool now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can I can imagine the uh, uh, the stress moments <laughs> along yeah. the way. So good stuff. Hey, so let's talk about this. I mean, what, what's the difference between the way Mobile Mind thinks in terms of PD versus you know other professional learning models out there? Well, when you look at, um, first of all, PD, you know, in, in, in most scenarios at, at scale in a school district is usually, if you're talking about a solution, first of all, it's, it's usually a bolt on to something else, right? So it's a legacy. When we talk about le- legacy PD solutions, you might have an HR solution that also has a scheduling solution. Then you might have a separate solution that has, you know, oh, we have a video portal where I can go, you know, watch things. And then what about badging, things like that. So, so the first thing I would say is the landscape of professional learning solutions. Uh, it's very fragmented and, 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 and ruled by disparate systems that don't talk great to one another, right? Or you might have an LMS that can push some content. But it's, PD has always been an afterthought. And what, what we kind of, what I take a really strong stance on is those days are done. You've got to, you have to put a solution that focuses on both your teachers as well as the supporting administration. And it, it it's so important that it needs to be its own solution, right? It can't be an afterthought. And when we talk about the traditional solutions that are out there, you've got your face-to-face, right? You're internal at your schools. Now, the challenges that you might face with that, I'm not going to run through all of them, but for example, it's very hard to personalize learning for a group of 50 teachers, right? You, you need, you've got low performers, mid performers, and high performers, and you have that one sort of sage on the stage teaching to those folks. And sometimes that can be a challenge, right? So how do you personalize that scale in a face-to-face environment? And also how fast do you change? You know, we talk something like Google um, or any technology, the pace of change is so fast. We'll talk to districts who say, oh, I created some content and I pushed it out on Google Classroom. Like, okay, when's the last time you updated it? Eight months ago. Okay, well, that's antiquated now. So those types of things, um, I, and I can, I could certainly go on and I'll, I'll pause, but those, I would say what's different with mobile mind is we've taken a complete modern approach to, uh, specifically six key areas that we did research on and not just our research, a lot of research, things like personalization, micro learning, our adult attention spans are three to seven minutes. Nobody wants to sit and listen for an hour on a, um, topic, so things like that. Um, so we've got a modern approach infused into a software solution that is highly focused on PD itself, and it's not an afterthought or a bolt-on to another software program. That's awesome because I, I, you know, if, if the audience would see me, they they see that I was smirking when you were talking about that because there are a lot of them that are like bolt-ons to HR stuff or or uh, you know you name it, they're they're bolt-ons to something, uh, attendance software and keeping track of kids and stuff like this. So. That's uh, that was kind of a, it made me think about uh, the many different options that are out there, and I was like, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of uh, almost like kind of like this thought that oh, you uh, maybe we should do this too. So that's a that's an interesting sort of aspect to that. I you know, so part of what you're doing here, there's there's a product called Mobile Mind Sync, or part of what you're doing. Can you, can you talk about what Mobile Mind Sync is? Sure. Uh, let me talk about it in the context of you know, the, the platform itself, first of all, th- there's really two things that mobile mind does at a high level. When our software solution launched in 18, 
we launched it for solving specifically professional development around Google. Okay. And that was Google had 70% of the, the K-12 market and districts were clamoring to figure out how to use all these tools. And they were starting to realize and have internal epiphanies that most of their teachers didn't know how to effectively integrate the technology and instruction. So we are a Google certified professional development partner. We're one of just a handful in the U S and we're the only one who's created a personalized learning solution that you can access right through the Chrome browser. Okay. So that was our unique value proposition there. Um, so if you're a kid district who wants Google PD, we're a great option. Now that platform was then, you know, we, we created all these features and functions like activity-based learning, things like in-application learning, where our software guides people around to learn how to use a certain technology. And we took that and then by design, we took those features and then we uh, gave school districts the ability to manage those things in-house, create their own content, integrate badges, create their own activity-based learning and, and manage all their PD in one place. And that's really where everyone is gravitating to us specifically since uh, COVID, what happened with COVID is it gave everyone a wake-up call that they had to have an always-on asynchronous learning solution, not just for students, but for teachers as well. This is where we get to the sync point. The, we have a scheduling solution. It's called sync. And the reason we call it sync is because it's synchronizing, this is going to say a lot of sync words, but it's synchronizing live professional development or traditional face-to-face -face professional development with asynchronous PD. And so to give you kind of a little quick, quick history is what happened is, is all these after COVID, everyone realized, oh man, we got to have an asynchronous solution. Now that people are coming back, then the, the, the word that we got from all of our customers and just lit, you know, our ears to the ground was we have to have a scheduling solution because all our teachers want to be with their buddies and, and have face-to-face -face trainings again. And, and we need to have it integrated with our asynchronous solution. And so we took that opportunity based on customer feedback to create an integrated scheduling solution for all live uh, training with asynchronous, uh, asynchronous PD solution as well. Very cool. Thank you. I appreciate you talking about that because we're, we're getting into uh, a lot of information here. And that's, and what I kind of want to drive us to is, you know, eventually we're talking about how schools and school systems, you know, start out using and how you, you get connected with them. But, um, and so we're, we're kind of going there. And so one of the things that you're talking about is this whole idea of um, a full service PD scheduler. How, tell me what it's, what it's fulfilling or what it's replacing or what it's making easier. Well, first of all, I, you know, I would say that scheduling solutions have been around for a while, right? I mean, you've got things like, you know, Eventbrite or, or one-off scheduling solutions or SCED or a scheduling solution that's a bolt-on to, you know, again, like an HR system or something. That's fine. Um, the difference is, is, you know, let's say, for example, why, why do you need a, a live scheduling solution integrated with your asynchronous solution? And a couple of very uh, simple but, but really powerful examples are, uh, you know, now because we have, um, we need to be agile and flexible based on the environment, right? If we're in school, if we're out of school, someone's got quarantine or contract, contact trace, you, you, you can't predict to the minute that if you plan, for example, to have a, a PD day or an in-service day or a conference in the summer, you cannot, more, less than ever, or more than ever, there is, <laughs> more than ever, there is uh, less 
predictability in what that outcome may look like because of our current environment, right? So what does that mean? It means if we're using a scheduling solution that's also integrating with our asynchronous, perhaps if someone is contact traced or has to leave um, to go home, they can take replacement courses. Or perhaps you want prerequisite courses um, before you of that's asynchronous, right? Or micro learning that's within mobile mind that you've created and you want somebody to have prerequisite courses before they go to a live training. And that also helps with um, separating out different um, different teachers based on proficiency levels, things like that. So again, there are scheduling solutions out there, but having a natively built uh, scheduling solution that for live PD that integrates from top to bottom with your asynchronous PD solution is really what it's all about. You know, one of the things I got to make sure that we talk about is uh, um, when we talk about asynchronous and we talk about synchronous professional learning, mm -hmm. can you help us understand just a little bit about actually what you're talking about? <laughs> Sorry to yeah. say it this way. Yeah, lots of buzzwords, right? Well, these are pop; these are popular buzzwords right now. But it's the the other way to to say asynchronous is anytime, anywhere, right? That's what that means. Synchronous is you know right now, you know, um, you know a scheduled a live training. Just think of synchronous professional development or synchronous training as live training, live virtual training, face to face training, but it's happening. Um, between you and an instructor in, in real time in some capacity. Asynchronous, again, anytime, anywhere, is I can go and learn um, in, a, in my own time, right? That's not with a necessarily a, a trainer, right? That's, I can just go take a course. I can, maybe I can do an activity. Maybe I'm in traditional sort of what we call static learning. You can go watch a video and take a quiz on it. That's what asynchronous is about. And again, because of the, our timing of the world, both of those things are important, um, but it, it, because of the need, again, to be flexible and move in and out of differing uh, environments and not be subject to something happening and it stops learning, right? I don't care whether it's a pandemic or a snow day or a meteor, you know, whatever, you, you, there's just too much going on to cease and desist learning right and so having both of those together um, but that's that's what they are right so anytime anywhere meets live gotcha and so are your customers primarily the the school districts as a whole or are they uh, individual schools or uh, um, an assortment of because i'm obviously with that model i'm talking about private uh, i'm talking about public schools but i can imagine any number of types of school settings would be reaching out to you yeah, um, absolutely. So um, private schools, you know, sure they're on the if you you know if you we're a great fit for them. Individual schools, we can be also. Mostly though, it is the district, right? It is the district who has an initiative to better to empower their teachers more to to use technology better to increase their proficiency levels, right? And so. You know, the things that we would do is they would look to purchase us and they'd say, hey, we've got all this technology. We need a better way to teach our folks. They use our platform to create the content, assign learning paths to their teachers, create badges for rewards, gamification, track um, continuing education credit hours, be able to track that data and, um, and, and things like that and report on all that in real time. 
And so anyone who needs that, which could be a private school, could be an individual school, it could be a school district, um, you know, within the K-12 arena is really, you know, who we cater to. So, you know, Tice, one of the things I'd like you to talk about a little bit is, you know, that, that model or how uh, school systems or, you know, they, they, they first kind of make this work, you know, what that looks like, how it, you know, that success that they have uh, in uh, taking uh, Mobile Mind and uh, putting it to work for them. Yeah, there's there's um, there's a variety of ways, but a couple of very basic ways. We again, you know, we, we back to the two things. A lot of times, a, t, a school district, um, let's just say we've contacted or engaged at some point, right? Um, whether it's our team or they've reached out to us, they may have a particular need around. We have, let's say, we've got a thousand teachers and we want to get, you know, five hundred of them Google certified. And so they might first be looking at us for, oh, these are the Google guys, right? And they're going to take care of this and, 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 and hook us up with helping our teachers get Google certified, which we do um, in, a, in a very efficient manner. Now, w- once we get on to, say, demoing the software, talking about things, what we find is we know this, that every school has this challenge of, oh, we don't have a badging solution or we don't have, we have a way to push content, but we can't track anything. Right. And so back to that sort of disparate uh, world. And once they see that they can take all these things and put them in one place that their teachers are excited to go to. And that's another thing. There's a lot of solutions out there that just, oh, great. It does a lot of stuff on the back end, but no teacher wants to log into it. Right. So, so much of our development goes into, um, you know, getting the teachers engaged. So then they would say, you know what, this is great. We have all sorts of um, professional development that's in different areas. So a couple examples might be, you know, we want our teachers to learn how to better use Flipgrid or Edpuzzle. So technology stuff, right? But they also may have some state compliance stuff, bloodborne pathogens that they have to track. I hear that example every day. So that's why I use it. It's non-technology, but maybe in their world, teachers have to watch things on COVID protocols or digital citizenship and prove that they've watched them. So there's all these different areas. Um, And so when we show them that, hey, you can pull all these things into one place and make it easier for teachers to access, that lately really becomes the the primary driver. So often we'll see that, yeah, we want your Google piece, but we get it now, right? So there's a little bit of education. And because we're we're evangelizing something that is new, Um, it is a newer approach, which I really enjoy. Um, and, in, and so it does take a little bit of their people have a little wake up call and they go, oh, wait, this is awesome. We could do all this in one place. So then what might happen is a district says, okay, let's move forward. Um, we want to go district wide, uh, with our thousand people and, um, and then potentially spread that to our staff, um, other staff supporting staff, uh, like bus drivers. And we've got districts, you know, looking to use us for things like training the, food services folks on their new POS system, right? So they need to have a way to do that. So then basically what happens is, is we, um, once they decide to move forward, you know, we outline their objectives and their goals. And then we have a customer success team that gets on and uh, again, outlines their goals. We track all that. We, 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 we do a very good job, I think, of uh, tracking to success and making sure we're meeting exceeding and they are meeting and exceeding the expectations that we all set together. And then we're kind of off to the races and they may roll out, um, you know, let's say they may start, we're going to roll out with 200 teachers and then we're going to go next month to this or some folks just do it all in one fell swoop. So that would be a, 
a sample of why someone might pursue us or my someone be interested in and how we'd roll it out. What, what makes it's very unique, you know, we are a cloud solution. It takes no time at all to spin up and get going. In fact, we see, we see tons of people doing PD, um, you know, it's the old PD in pajamas statement um, during the holidays. And we have people going live right now which you just don't think about that. You're like, really? People are getting ready to go. So we have folks who've just, we've just spun up and, and gone live over the holidays because we know that there's going to be a spike in uh, their teachers who are at home uh, doing PD over the holidays. Yeah, that's powerful because that's, you know, most definitely that's one of the things. And, you know, it's with teachers, many of them are constantly thinking about learning. And if you provide it, you know, it's kind of like that thing with the, the movie, uh, you know, you build it and they will come type thing and you, you provide it and they will be there. And, uh, I think that's kind of cool. So good stuff. What? Go ahead. I'll tell you one unique stat on that, which is, which is really cool. Um, you, the reason, you know, there's, there's a problem with buy-in with teachers of doing PD, right? Oh gosh, I don't have time for this. It's a waste of my time. Please stop. I'm super busy. We know they're busy. We have teachers that work here. We have uh, folks who've done this and who've said, Oh, my only free time during a school day was like 10 minutes in a closet. True statement. Now, you know, somebody has told me that before. So when you start to realize how busy these folks are like, okay, well, how can we give them um, sustainable anytime, anywhere PD that doesn't disrupt their lives? Pre COVID when all of our folks were in school, our highest access point of mobile mind on any given day was around 1:15 PM. So what that means is we're achieving job embedded PD. And the reason we're able to do that is if a teacher knows that they can learn something in five to 15 minutes, right. And it's not a waste of their time. It's practical. They're doing an activity and maybe at the end of the activity, creating an element that they can actually use in their classroom for instruction, then they'll do it. What we've seen is, is after you take two micro courses within mobile mind, whether it's a Google piece or something that the district's created, um, once they do that, they get kind of hooked, uh, and it becomes a, a, a bit addictive in a good way. And so that, that's the kind of thing that we want to achieve. And that's how you do that. Excellent. Love it. The, uh, just a note are, you know, some of the platforms in delivering this, I mean, with the, the term mobile there, are we talking, uh, the ability to use their phones? <laughs> yes. That's great. So I have this sort of in, inside joke. I'm like, you know, we do have to have a mobile app since we have mobile in our name. And the reason mobile mind, a, a lot of the, you know, I, I was coming, came from the mobile device world, but the, the mobile and the internet and subsequently mobile is what has caused um, all these new learning methods, right? Shorter attention spans, people all over the map, less time in the day. So the, you do need to have that, that emphasis. Um, your mentality needs to be one that is, that is mobile in itself in the way that you learn. Uh, our newest, we are coming out with our first iOS mobile app on uh, January. And so then we'll roll out Android. And it's, it's important to do that uh, now rather than day one because it, what it's doing is giving better access to things that we've created that are proven. So for example, you might use your mobile app if you have a live training. One of the biggest things people ask is, how do we take attendance? Okay, so if you go to a live training, your instructor can, you know, give everyone a join code that, you know, proves everyone's in that session. Uh, with a mobile app, you just come in and say, oh, here's my mobile mind app. I scan my barcode and there's my attendance and it's tracked. So there's no manual efforts there. Um, you combine that with, 
like badging and gamification. So we have leaderboards um, in schools where teachers see, oh, I've I've accomplished, you know, 10 badges and my colleague has only accomplished, you know, eight. That's a cultural thing for districts that they want to have that kind of uh, visibility and competition. We find that it's really, really good. And then now maybe you want to share your winning streaks or your streaks on your mobile app with your peers, invite other people, challenges, things like that. So that'll be a, the, the focus of our app that's coming out will be primarily focused on those two areas. I love it. That uh, I love it. That's uh, it's so cool. And I, you know, I, I try hard with uh, learning on, on the mobile phone. I, I, I still prefer the, the laptop or the desktop or a tablet, but at the same time, it's kind of cool because there's some things that really lend themselves to it. And uh, it's kind of nice when you can f- flip it around and watch it and, and uh, set it to, to listen to or whatever. So good stuff. Well, there, there are limitations, like, like you said, and, and just one example, and I know we're on audio and it's, it's hard to give a visual, but we actually have um, a patent pending on our software um, that we filed earlier this year. Part of that you know, is being able for our software to follow you around in any application, right? If you want to learn Google docs and you're actually creating things, right? So there's a lot that went into that that specific technology doesn't translate to the mobile environment, right? So then you got to get creative and what are we really using mobile for? But teachers at the end of the day, I think so many things they're creating, uh, I agree with you, right? They're still going to go into their, their laptop or their Chromebook or their iMac or whatever they're doing to, to do that work. It's, it, it's, it's cool though, to see how you know, this stuff is evolving and how it's moving. And, and, you know, it's like you said, going back to what we talked about at the beginning, how, PD was uh, falling short with the technology. I mean, this is all about keeping up with what's going on. And that's, uh, that's so cool. Cause it's just, it's amazing how quickly, I mean, just simply us being able to talk um, right now on uh, and record on this podcast, um, you know, not, not so long ago, this type of equipment would have been extremely expensive. <laughs> oh yeah. I say that all the time. I mean, it, you know, not to, not to um, derail us, but you think about, folks that want to start a company right now think about think about 25 years ago just buying a phone system right or having to buy servers and there was no cloud and the cost of doing these things is, is tremendously different it's it's amazing and Ed, you hit the nail on the head with that with the just the number of things that don't have to exist in there anymore that are are gone even even with um you know, the, the way people get hired to, to do different things that may not even be in your state <laughs> so or country. So We're a fully distributed company. Um, we have, everyone is, is, you know, we have folks, if they want a hot desk, we'll do that. But we, everything that we do and what it does to as a company, it lets you be open up to talent um, anywhere as well, right? So you're not relegated to a certain geographical area. That's awesome. Because, you know, what's funny is the next question I was going to ask you was, are you available to systems everywhere or are you kind of focused on one part of the country or, or uh, just in Georgia? No, 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 absolutely not. We have, um, you know, I'd say right now we've got about 90 districts uh, across the country. Um, Georgia is obviously a a growing spot for us and, you know, we're based here. I'm an Atlanta native. So I'm very fond of, of anytime we can get a Georgia district on board. It's our backyard. Um, and then, uh, you know, but, but it's, it's interesting because you see states with certain uh, budget uh, initiatives and you see them kind of start to go like a, a particular domino effect. Like uh, last summer, for example, Oklahoma, who knew, you know, it was just a big state for us. Um, Wisconsin, 
you know, and, and that, that Kenosha, Wisconsin is one of our best customers, Richland to South Carolina, Texas, Arlington ISD, right? So it's all over the place. Um, and, and we will, we will travel or do whatever we need to do. And, but it's, that's the other thing. It's all very, so much is virtual. It's, it's just very easy for us to engage with customers and, uh, fulfill the needs. That's excellent. Love it. Love it. So, uh, cool stuff. That's, it's neat that, uh, you're able to be where you need to, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of fond of that, uh, Georgia state too. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so good stuff. I, you know, Tice, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up. One of the things I want to ask you is uh, where can people connect and learn more? Uh, you can go to uh, mobilemind.io, um, as in India and Ocean, and, uh, and there's a, a ton of information on there, case studies, um, features uh, that you can see screencasts of if you want to get more familiar. Um, and I'll, you know, anyone who wants, I'm at Tice, T-Y-C-E, at mobilemind.io. And uh, I've got a great team of folks. Anyone can reach out to me directly um, or um, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to do it. You know, we're all digital. Excellent. And I'll have that information in my show notes as well. So it'll be easy for uh, anyone listening to find that. So uh, good stuff. Uh, You know, I, I got a uh, last couple of questions and they're kind of questions I like to ask my guests. And the first one goes like this. How do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit? (laughs) I love it. Um, so this is the, this is my belief. You, you can fail, right? You can fail, but you can't quit. You just can't. Um, and you know, that I have certainly wanted to, or early days, I don't think I've ever met an entrepreneur who who has developed into a um, successful company. And I'm not putting me in the bucket of anyone else, but who hasn't said, they had nightmares about making payroll early in the early days. Right. And um, it's a real thing. So, but for me, I kind of go back to um, my experience in the Marine Corps, which was limited compared to so many other superhero vets out there. But, but the, the times in, in, in uh, Paris Island, South Carolina is a very mythical place. And, and one of the things you tell yourself is you, you learn to take everything chow to chow, Sunday to Sunday. So meaning if I just get to the next meal or chow, if I get to the next Sunday, I can go have a little bit of a teeny break. And so that that kind of mentality of not trying to boil the ocean with stress and what's going to happen tomorrow and and keeping focus is really important. Um, but that's for me too, you know, I'm afraid I don't like failure. I, I, I would not, I, I, that, that is a, that is a negative game that keeps me going. But again, that's what I tell my kids. Look, we can fail. We just can't quit. I love that answer. That's excellent. Excellent stuff. Uh, last one. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If, if so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say, thank you? Yeah, I would, my, and I'm blinking out on um his name and it's killing me because it was my american government teacher and when i was a uh, senior in high school because he was so hard right i mean it was a really really hard class but um it's one of the you know but but it's, it's also something i'm very interested in right and so i would just say you know thank you um for being able to deliver the rigor while um, keeping your students engaged, 
right? And um, that was a real, that, that class had a really big impact on me on, you know, what I wanted to pursue and study and things I wanted to get into as we talked to earlier. So, um, and I am, you know, honestly, it's, it's uh, like I said, I'm like, out on his name. I'll need to refine, find and remember and see where he is and thank him personally. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's always uh, made an impact. Very cool. Uh, Tice, thanks so much for sharing Mobile Mind today, the modern professional learning hub for schools. It's been great learning about it and uh, what an awesome tools for schools to check out. Um, Wishing you the very best in all you do. All right. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.